Hi everyone, this is Ishan Iqbal. This podcast is an open conversation with people I had the pleasure of working with in the film industry over the last five years. This is My Shooting Diaries, sponsored by W15. W15 started as a labour of love, creating a luxury boutique experience in Sri Lanka. With four boutique properties around the island, W15 offers the perfect holiday experience. W15 Welagama, a beach club vibe on the shores of the Indian Ocean. W15 Ahangama Escape, a relaxed health retreat for the discerning traveller. W15 Colombo is your townhouse in the city. Then our latest addition, W15 Hantana Estate Candy, a world of colonial charm that blends perfectly with its sublime surroundings of rolling tea plantations and emerald green forest. Beautiful restored bungalow experience in the hills. This passion project has become one of the most exciting Sri Lankan hospitality companies. My guest today is Liz Gruska, makeup designer from Funny Boy and Water. Hi Liz. Hi. How are ya? Yeah, this entire year we ca- I don't even want to count as a year. <laughs> no, it's just it's just whack. Let's just call it non-existent. Yeah, I went to Bangladesh for one week. Mm. In uh, March, and then I came back and uh, been in Perth. Yeah. Did they actually call it off, or what happened? Yeah, yeah, because they'd been there already for I think a month or six weeks, prepping, scouting, da da da. I got there. We were going to go to camera. I think on the. I had two weeks prep there, I think, and then we we're going to start shooting by the end of March. And pretty much I got there and that whole week on the news, it just kept revealing more COVID, more COVID spreading like wildfire around the world. So within 24 hours, they made the decision and packed everybody off and said, on a flight now. I would like to start just by asking you how you got to where you are now. Was it something that you always wanted to do or was it something that you did later on in your life? Very good question. Uh, Yes, growing up here in Perth, I had not a clue that one could be a makeup artist. I had no idea because I finished high school in 1982. Uh, I had no clue what I wanted to do really. So I just went to business school. Um, God, me and business school, I don't understand. But no, um, I had no idea. So it was something at the age of 26, I decided that that was going to be my career. Yes, yeah, so pretty much in the scheme of things, I was always, always in love with independent cinema. Like I loved going to film festivals, um, you know, it just was one of my passions and um, pretty much went to a one-year program at a film school. I moved to Sydney for a year and then we did a bunch of projects and we had some young girls come in and do our makeup for our little film and I remember just looking at all this stuff and all their tools and in my mind I was like, how do they know what brush does what? You know, they had like 50 brushes and then, you know, each one had a purpose. And in my mind, I remember looking and going, how do they know what brush does what? Um, And then I got to Canada. I moved there and I needed to be a big girl and I was 26 then. And I said to myself, I had to work in film. I wasn't 100% sure what category, but um, eventually makeup just came to me i don't know honestly the minute it did but i had to be independent i had to work for myself i had to be able to travel with my job that was a huge component and working in film and uh there you go i did a six month course for five days a week eight hours a day and boom there you go 
So do you remember your first job uh, in film? Oh, I do. And it was up north of Ontario in the snow in January. <laughs> it was a, a native um, Canadian, like Indigenous um, type of story about a young boy, you know, who was part of a tribe. Um, and I just remember standing up to my thighs in snow and just being like, oh, my God, what have I got myself into? What are the toughest aspects of being a makeup artist or a designer today? Um, I don't know whether it's changed. Like, I don't know if you could really say toughest like today. Um, I don't. Honestly, that's a question I really don't have an answer for. I don't know what's the toughest compared to 20 years ago. Let's talk about water with Diva Meta. Oh, wow. That really changed my life i know it sounds dramatic to say but okay so i was part of both waters the first one in varanasi um and that was my first ever trip to india and imagine just flying into mumbai changing planes getting on a small plane landing outside varanasi having a you know van pick you up and your first exposure to india is rural countryside horse carts cattle you know cows like you know what i mean and then um so water was you know that number one experience which was really scary because they were burning effigies of deeper outside of our hotel and stuff like that but we were only in town for two weeks and shut her down and we had to get out of dodge so to speak but then water in sri lanka oh my god what an experience it was truly magical um Everybody that worked on it, and we've all discussed this, actor-wise, colleagues, uh, you know, crew, that, you know, we stayed friends and people said it was just there's something about that project that was so magical and pivotal in people's lives. Um, I can say that for me it was a lot of hard work and a lot of research, um, but it was so rewarding and the story was just so powerful um, yeah, I can say it was probably one of the most magical films I've worked on for me. Let's talk about Beaver Boy's total new storyline in a sense. Oh, absolutely. In. No. So I have to say, uh, when I read the script, I was like, whoa, Deepa's making this movie. This is so different to anything she's done. And um, I have to say, I did you know my own research about this whole gang style life this guy who the story was based on in Vancouver and it was just shocking this underworld of you know crime <laughs> that the Sikhs had there in Vancouver um but uh, it was really uh like a very labor intensive job especially with Randeep Huda because his character we had to do a bunch of tests he had this huge um kanda tattoo on his back so we had to really work with the art department to design the perfect tattoo. We tried different sizes. And then every day I had to put like a little um, freckle on his cheek like that I had to make out of some pro this thing called prosade and some acrylic paint. And it had to match the little kid that played his son in the movie. And then we had to do little scars every day. So his intricate, and then there were gunshot scars. So he had a lot of stuff going on. And just the cut, like Ali Krasny, how can you not, you know, adore Ali? 
all the boys that played the gang members were so awesome. They'd laugh on set and have a really good time. And then they were really serious and did the acting. So I have to say, I had a wonderful time on Beaver Boys. And just the story to learn about this um, life of crime in Canada. Jumping back to the Emmy winning telecrime. All right. So I have to say, Rishi Mehta, um, awesome human being. Um, I worked with him on Amal. That's how we met. And um, so Delhi Crime, again, oh, my gosh, when I read that script, I'm like, I have to be a part of this. I have to be a part of this. Um, it was hard, you know, shooting outside of North America. It's hardcore because you have no trucks, like you're spoiled here. You've got, like, you know, your eight-station beautiful makeup and hair vans. There, every day, it's like pack your bags up, move to another location, be in somebody's living room with barely a speck of light coming through, setting up your new stations, um, deli crime. It was just um, hard labour, hard work, but very rewarding. And I'm so proud to be a part of that project. And just watching the characters like Shafali, watching her get into her character, you know, and um, just such respect for this woman who was... What was her name? The woman who Shafali was based on? I can't remember, but the chief of police. What mm. a woman. Again, I love working on true stories and just, you know, discovering and, uh, life. I had a friend who was acting on it, Denzel Smith. Uh, he was on Good Karma. Oh, what, what a wonderful man too. Yeah, what an amazing Shafali's person. Husband. What a, yeah, really great, great cast. And the guy, actually, I have to say, the guy who played the main rapist, again, I'm blanking on the name right now, but watching him get into character too, because with makeup, we would do a lot of like making him look really hollow and gaunt and just, you know, we were adding a lot of dirt and, you know, things to them to make them, you know, look the way they did. And just in his mind when he would sit in front of the mirror when he'd go into character, it was really, and oh, he was really, really, I had such respect for his acting. And uh, it was not a glamorous yes. shoot, so it was a very dull. Oh, oh. Very yes, absolutely. It's it all about, yep, all about like realism. Um, and it was so wonderful working with um, Smithy, who was the costume designer. We, as makeup and hair and costume, we had a beautiful relationship and you know we would consult with her a lot and she would give us great handy hints and you know it was a great collaboration from all our three departments and uh, yes it was, it was not definitely a, not glamour yeah and uh, you had to be real you you can't put any extra makeup on that also like uh, for example like water and daily crime would have been the same aesthetic i think yeah, it was all about, like, for Delhi Crime, which, you know, adds scars on people. There were a few and, like, um, yeah, lots of dirty uh, breakdown, what we call breakdown makeup. And same with water. Water was all about, you know, dirty fingernails, dirty elbows, dirty feet. Um, you know, the, one of the funnest things in water was the day we did the Holy scene. Do you remember that? With all that beautiful powder. Oh, that was a gorgeous day. I remember shooting and just looking at the monitor and just going, oh, my God. I think we only did, I want to say, two takes, thank God, <laughs> of that scene. Oh, yes, yeah. obviously with Deepa, like, I, for sure she wouldn't have gone extra. <laughs> I know, like, she was like Speedy Gonzalez on Funny Boy, wasn't she? The days we would be like, what, seven hours? See you later. Oh, what, rap? <laughs> like I was just talking to Reed 
you balloon aboard but you don't know what's going to happen uh, on a shoot but every every other director says that this is enough but they they in fact know reeds been doing this for a long time and this was the uh-huh. for everyone to have that experience yeah. finishing so yeah cuz yes that's right i do remember like waiting and thinking what are we going to do tomorrow because we've shot everything we're supposed to shoot tomorrow today in in terms of actors also i think uh, most of them they came they finished and they left like it was not like mm-hmm. some shoots i've worked on they like keep them forever like not on this like yeah bring them shoot let's yeah absolutely yeah it was a bit tricky you know sometimes that's tricky for hair and makeup and costumes because you're prepping something for oh it's going to shoot in a week from now great we'll get these products on that day because we know we're going to do that and then you're like oh <laughs> so yeah that can be a bit tricky i've had the experience of telling y'all ahead um, yeah let's uh, we might need them a bit earlier you you it's one of the trickiest parts of being an ad also i know that it's it is and you know that we know that you have to come and harass us and to hurry up but you did it in such a pleasant way i can't even tell you <laughs> so thank you <laughs> every assistant director who's uh, i think work will tell you the same story if you don't go and remind them they're going to take their own jolly time that's the truth and uh, yeah it's it's true it's true and we like, do need to sometimes just be re- reminded quick 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 and funny boy i how many instances we've had to like okay can we just quick it up like i still remember telling you lalit a few times that he getting annoyed every single time <laughs> i know but you know what it's not that we're slow but we know deeper and she's like i want them i want them now out of that chair What the best best moment for me on funny boy was uh, uh when we were shooting the party scene the last few days and uh, you remember the singer francesca yeah 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 we we've called her uh, we were ahead of schedule and deepa was like where is she i'm like deepa we need two hours i'm like what does she need two hours she'll want to get everything done as soon as possible which is understandable yeah. the process takes a while i know no no that's you know that's our lives in the film biz baby for sure for sure okay. advice that you could give someone who's new to film or who wants to be a makeup artist right so especially if somebody wants to be a makeup artist in film particularly um number 1 do not think it's a glamorous job. It looks fabulous because it's all about the finished product where it's red carpets and it's you know glitz and glamour and beauty, but behind the scenes before that movie is shown, it's all about, you know, eating out of styrofoam containers. <laughs> um it's all about um the hours you have to know that you will not be seeing your family and friends for like 3 months. um you'll be working on a set for minimum 14 to 16 hours you will be very tired and you have to also know that everything is a, a roller coaster meaning you might be eating a can of baked beans a day for 6 months because there's no work or you might be out at big fine dining restaurants you know five nights a week because you've just you know made a ton of money <laughs> um but the thing is i learned very early on in my career and somebody was amazing and i don't know who it was but i think it was in the mid 90s someone told me make sure out of every paycheck you get 
have a 10% account. And what they said, and I did this and it saved me, was I skimmed 10% from everything I ever got paid and I had my what I called my 10% account. And honestly, that was one of the best words of advice. So yeah, just don't be deluded that it's a glamorous business and just be prepared that you have to have a thick skin because there's a lot of, you know, blaming between departments, you know, when things don't go right and then gossip, just be really careful because our industry is small. Do not be that person who's like, you know, gossip because that's not going to get you far. And don't bring your emotional problems to work. Always come with a smile. Because you, as a makeup artist, are the one that actor sees first thing in the morning and you have to make their day great. Because if, you know, they're cranky because of you and you haven't been nice or you've been, you know, in a bad mood, yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Imagine the start time and finish time. I bet you do. you just got to put on that brave front and life's all good. You can go home. Knock, <laughs> knock him down. That, that's it, baby. Yeah. Um, well, I suppose one of the exciting things about our business is that, you know, even though, you know, some shows might be really difficult and you've had a hard time, you know, and others are really great fun because of the chemistry of your crew and stuff like that. But when you see your work up on that big screen, there's nothing like it. You know, you're just like, oh, all that hard work, all that slog paid off. And it's really... I don't know, that I love about. It's, you know, part of the fun. Um, And just in normal makeup, like when you're a makeup artist for, say, just clients and events. So it's what I've been doing lately. I've been in Perth and I've been actually, because there's no film here, um, shooting. So I've been doing clients and I kind of really like going in and, you know, having that blank canvas of a face. And then when the whole makeup's finished, it's just instant gratification of like, Oh, she looks so pretty now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Funny boy, how how you got that? Was it something difficult to... Of course, you know, I read the book when it came out long ago in Toronto in the 90s. And, you know, it was a lovely, lovely book. So, yeah, I guess Deepa and David contacted me and, you know, I got the script and I read it and I really, really liked it a lot and thought, oh, my God, I'm so excited. I really want to be a part of this. So really it did take a little bit because of jumping the eras, you know, from the 70s to the 80s. It was like a nine-year jump, right? So that was um, a big part of it, especially like with Ali Kazmi. Um, We did quite a lot of hair trials with him to try and really get that sort of 70s mullety look for him and then to transform it. And, oh, my goodness, who knew when we got uh, older RG, Brandon, as our uh, RG, he was covered in tattoos. And uh, it was like, oh, my stars. So that was a huge part of prepping our day. And thank goodness there's this amazing product out of Canada and I'm blanking on the name for a tattoo cover. So as people were coming from Canada, I'd be like, hi, can you please go to the makeup store and get me this product, blah, 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 because we kept having to bring in pots and pots of it because, you know, we uh, didn't know that uh, we were going to be facing (laughs) this. But um, Kiaki, who was working with me, uh, makeup department, she did such a great job with me. We, she, she really took care of covering a lot of his tattoos a lot of the time. So I have to say, darn good job to my assistant Kiaki. 
Yeah, it was really about knowing that we could jump the periods and really try and make the actors, you know, look different. And I think we did pretty well with that. Oh, the other thing, which was uh, we had uh, little Arji and his sister, uh, Sonali, and they came from Mumbai and they were pasty, pasty, fair, so fair. I had to um, have a tanning product. So every night for about a week in prep, I would go to their rooms. I would use this self-tanner and then probably about every second day or night of the shoot, I would go to their hotel room before they went to bed and have to self-tan them because we had to keep them looking Sri Lankan, you know, with a deeper skin tone. So that was, yeah, so there were actually lots of little things like that that I guess people wouldn't even know about. But I'll tell you, the biggest thing now, especially made me realise, and funny boy, tattoo cover. Almost every single actor had a tattoo we had to cover somewhere, whether it was, you know, an ankle one or a few finger ones or full, like, arms and body. So that's a big job for makeup artists. Like when I started, you know, in the mid-'90s, barely a tattoo was to be covered. But now that's all you pretty much have to do. So when you have actors coming uh, and you ask for the actor, you know, in prep, I now ask, can they please send me photographs of their tattoos? That is like always in my prerequisites to have um, pictures of tattoos on their body. So I'll, I know what I'm in for. Yeah, me. Yeah. I, I think uh, that's an advice factors also. Don't get tattoos. Yeah, that makes our life hell. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> That's Brandon, right? Who had a neck tattoo? Yeah. Ali, Ali had yeah, who had the dragon, dragon on his arm. Oh, Ali. Yes, that's right. Yes. Yes, yes, you're right. Yes, and all of them. Every single one, I think, except Hidayat. Hids, I don't think, had a tattoo. I think he was the only one. <laughs> yep, that's right. So, yeah, the best part, well, the best part, the important part now is to make sure that I source really good tattoo cover and keep that always in my kit, which I do. So I, like I say, in Canada, I found this one brand that does amazing ones, but I just can't remember the name as we speak. Oh, you worked on uh, downsizing, Alexander Payne. I, yes, yes, I did. With Matt Damon um, and Christopher was, uh, Waltz. Yes, Christoph Waltz. Yes, he was very, very funny, Christoph Waltz. And Matt Damon, um, he had his own makeup uh, and hair team. They're two women, I, I think they're from Britain, and uh, they've worked with Matt for a long time. So he had his own. Uh, he was just so lovely to everyone on set, you know, just just always charming and said good morning to everybody. So, yes, he was super duper. Yeah, downsizing was fascinating, actually, because just outside of Ontario for about an hour drive, they built that whole little village to look like this Nordic village. Um, the props, one of the most interesting things was the props because people were shrunk. So... There were like beer cans that were the size of a room because for the for Matt Damon right. to stand, say, next to... Oh, and there was like when he was moving to this place, there was a, his... Uh, there was a ring, like an engagement ring or something, and it was the size of like a hoop <laughs> um, because it had to be in comparison to his... Uh, like, yeah, it was just fascinating. Oh, my God, this is one of the most wacky jobs I've ever done in the fact that there was a scene where people were being shrunk on beds and they were put into like sort of what looked like a microwave and so what and they had to be hairless and naked so part of our job was to do uh, shaving 
uh, they had about, I don't know, 50 extras. And we had to shave their bodies head to toe because they had to be super hairless and be trolleyed into this microwave oven. And my friend Brian, who's the male makeup artist, he was the one that had to go around and check their bits. <laughs> and it was just very, very funny. But, yeah, I've never had to, like, do a job like that. So, Liza, can we talk about Get Rich or Die Trying, the 50 Cent film? Yes, we certainly can. That was actually quite an intense film to work on. Number one, it reminds me of the fact that um, just like on Funny Boy, how we would, you know, not really know what we're going to shoot the next day because either we'd already shot something or it was maybe rewritten. I don't know what it was, but yeah. So that was um, with Jim Sheridan, the director. He would uh, sometimes just decide to change overnight what he wanted to shoot and he would sometimes just rewrite. So we would rock up to set and it would not be what was on the call sheet. And it jumped different eras too. And that was always a huge panic <laughs> for us getting to work. Um, part of my main part of my job was uh, covering 50 Cent's uh, tattoos because the story is, you know, his life story and he didn't really get them till the last, you know, little bit of his life. So a lot of my job was um, we had to wear those breathing masks because the product we were using had to be an alcohol base so it wouldn't transfer. And he, myself, had to wear, um, yeah, these breathing masks because I'd be like, airbrushing, airbrushing, airbrushing and, oh, that toxic stuff. So, yeah, that took a lot of uh, every day and I had to get very up and personal with him because one of the tattoos was right across the top of his groin. <laughs> so um, <laughs> we were very, you know, up close and personal. Yes, that movie and Terence Howard, what a talented actor. He was a bit of a, a kook, like he was really, like, eccentric and, you know, he was amazing because... 50, I guess Curtis, uh, hadn't really acted before. And um, Terence was uh, like a coach, like a, you know, teacher for him. And also who was incredible. And I just saw the most amazing movie. So one of the characters, um, you know that actor Adewale? Um, his name is Adewale Akinoya Agab. <laughs> He's on a, new, a few films that I've seen, uh, like he was on Suicide Squad. He's been yeah. on quite a few things. Anyway, so that was my first introduction to meeting Adewale. Then I worked with him again on The Thing. But here's the thing. He has just directed this incredible movie about his own life and it's fascinating called Farming. It's really, really yeah. something because it's based on truths. And he was a black skinhead in England and his life was so violent. And he graduated with a law degree at the end, blah, blah, blah. I won't tell you the full story, but what? And now I'm like, oh, wow, to know that about this person you met and to know their history now, my God. But this movie Farming, it's really, really quite something to see. That Get Rich or Die Trying. Again, true story, and I love working on a true story. And just to know that, you know, he survived his nine gunshots and how he got betrayed by his friend and people's lives can be really difficult. So I have to say, when I start getting poor me, uh-uh, got to stop right there. Then you've done Traitor. I have to say Traitor, I mean, was pretty awesome because I 
got to travel like to France and Morocco and England and you know that was part of the fun of going yep and like yeah that's part of like why I wanted to do what I do knowing I could travel on my job and it's exactly I have I guess pretty much traveled a lot on my job and that's what I love about what I do and sometimes, you know, I'm not going to deny it's hard work. And sometimes I'm like, oh, it's time to quit. <laughs> it's too labor intensive now at this age. But, you know, I've still got some life left in me. So I'll keep going for a bit longer. But uh, I have to say, my poor friends in Canada um, that are working on stuff right now, it's full PPE gear. You know, and you have to have your swabs done X amount of times per week. You've got your masks, your shields, your goggles, your, you know, whatever fabric, uh, the paper suits. And and even my friend who was working had to wear rubber gloves while she was doing hair in the beginning. I think that you want to do, like, work in the Indian... You know, it's uh, oh, a good question. Um, I have just somehow gravitated there because firstly Deepa thank you Deepa for bringing me um to water number one in the year of January 2000 and I just fell in love with India I didn't go home I stayed for three months with my backpack and just bombed around India and you know because I'd met Indian people on the crew already so some of them were in Delhi some were in Mumbai so I'd go and crash at their place I'd invite me and then I just wandered by myself a lot of the time with my backpack and I didn't want to go home to Canada almost but I did after three months and then um, I just kept getting I don't know because I'd already made connections and then eventually after Amal, which I went to India in 2006 to shoot I met Anu Koshik who became my business partner um, because she and I opened a makeup academy in Delhi in 2015. So I actually lived and had a makeup academy in Delhi for four years. So, and then because of, you know, knowing Rishi and then coming on to Delhi Crime, and then I did that other series, Leila, where um, Deepa had directed the first two episodes. And then I suppose, you know, you just kind of get in a groove. And then I went to Bangladesh with Rishi this year for one week to start a project which obviously had to get shut down i don't know i think it's just i feel very comfortable in south asia all right then okay thank you very much liz for doing this my pleasure thank you for listening to the shooting diary sponsored by w15